Welcome to the Emerging Temple broadcast. I am Michael Obeyer. I will be your guide for the rest of this broadcast. At Emerging Temple, we seek to analyze current events within the context of God's plan for mankind, in which he intends, at the end of time, to raise up a people who will rule with him. Before I go any further, I want to encourage you to like our page, to subscribe to our channel, and if there is a notification bell icon, I would like you to hit that bell so you can be notified anytime we upload new videos. I want to encourage you to like this page so that we can develop the number of likes that we have so that we can come up in the rankings because we have a message that is critical for this hour and this time. So thank you so much for those of you who are already doing so. If you'd like to support our ministry, you can visit our website at templeoftruth.us. That's www.templeoftruth.us. Or you can go to patreon.com and look for our handle, Emerging Temple. Okay? We're also streaming now with the online radio platforms, um, including Spotify, iTunes, and Google Music. There's a few others. If you want to see the full list of radio stations through whom we broadcast, you can go to our website, templeoftruth.us. And I thank you so much for those of you who've been communicating with us, sharing with us um, your thoughts about our message. We're very encouraged to hear from you. Uh, many of you are watching us through the um, platform, I mean, hundreds of, through the platform of Facebook and WhatsApp, etc. And um, that doesn't necessarily uh, reflect on our accounts here on YouTube, but it doesn't really matter. If we reach one person and we're able to help transform the life of one person and it develop that relationship you have with God, man, we've hit a home run, okay? So it's not all about the numbers for us. It's about, it's about the fact that God is using us and we're grateful that you'll find us worthy, you know, to, you know, to be used at this time and this hour. So we're talking about the gospel. Yeah. And what is the gospel and we agree that the gospel is jesus christ the bible says and the apostles went to that city and there preached christ is that not so so to say they preached christ and to preach the gospel is the same thing so the gospel is a is a person yes there so it's all about trying to describe a person now if my wife wants to describe me is very different from how my mother would describe me it's very different from how my father would describe me it's very different from how my friends would describe me but we are describing the same person but nothing about Nothing about your description of me that is different from my mother's description of me should contradict. So maybe my wife wants to describe me. She will describe me in a certain way. You're my friend. You want to describe me. You will describe me in a certain way. But while both of you might be saying different things about me, that doesn't mean it should contradict. So when God introduces himself to you personally, you go and you begin to describe him to others. Once you begin to do that, you have began to preach the gospel. Now, you might not have met him. That doesn't preclude you from preaching the gospel. So you have to go and preach what others have taught you 
or told you about him and there's something about those other people that makes you believe what they have said that they are trustworthy witness so jesus says i don't only pray for these ones who have heard from me personally but for all who shall believe on me through their word jesus has two categories of people there those who heard hear from him notice i say hear not heard not past tense those who hear from him personally and those who hear from him through others <laughs> amen either way when you go out and speak you are speaking the gospel either that which you receive personally or that which you receive from others so if i say to you god so loved the world he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life i am telling you what john got from jesus but there are things i will share with you that john never shared that i received personally from jesus now it should not contradict what john said about jesus it should not contradict what peter said about jesus so step one for you as a christian is that you will hear the gospel from a person who has heard it from jesus once you have received that word and you believe that word because it is confirmed in you by the holy spirit you become a christian now the holy spirit himself brings christ to you to your own knowledge and brings you to a revelation of jesus okay and it could be something more intimate than what someone first introduced to you about Jesus. And that brings you to a deeper relationship with Jesus. So to have a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ, you must meet him for yourself. In other words, when you are saying, we believe that, it is different from when you say, I believe that. In other words, there is what we believe, but there is also what I believe. That what I believe is the personal relationship that I have with Jesus Christ. But what I believe must not contradict what the Word of God says. What we believe should not contradict what the Word of God says either. Now we have a dilemma. If we find ourselves where I believe something that is in harmony with the Word of God, but we believe something that is not in harmony with the word of god then what do i do at this time what do i do at this point and this is the crisis that the church is in now and by the church i don't mean all the different denominations out there i mean those people who are born again who are born again and who want to flow with god what we see happening around us is there is a crystallization to crystallize means something is beginning to harden we are becoming a more formalistic system not really an organic living system we're crystallizing and we are having what are called orthodoxy you understand do you believe this 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 oh you don't agree with this you're not one of us we understand now what makes us one of us what makes us one of us is this that we have believed in the word that someone shared with us about jesus christ who herself has truly come to believe in jesus christ that's what makes us us now from there we have to begin to walk in what we have come to believe what we have come 
to understand. And then we will start from the book of John chapter 3. So let's look at John chapter 3. John chapter 3 from verse 1 to 8. John chapter 3 from verse 1 to 8. Jesus said in verse 3, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. The word see here means appreciate, understand. Huh? It doesn't mean be able to see a beautiful golden crystal castle in the sky. It means to be able to appreciate God's business. Except a man is born again, he cannot appreciate God's business. But just being born again doesn't mean you will enter into the kingdom of God. Why? Verse 5. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Except a man is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter into God's business. Now, that looks really easy to me. Just looks like, okay, maybe you carry me and put me in water huh? and bring me out and now I'll enter the kingdom of God that looks really easy but that's childish to think that way there has to be something deeper amen there has to be something deeper the Bible says that Jesus will wash the church with the water of the word to present it to himself a bride without spot or wrinkle. Amen. So therefore, the water we are talking about here is the word of God. But why does it say we should be baptized in it and in the spirit? Notice now, it says, except you are born of water and the spirit. Remember how we started. We said you believe in Jesus because somebody spoke his word to you and you grow in Jesus because you encounter Jesus for yourself amen is that not so the way to grow in Jesus is you must encounter him for yourself so when the water comes when the word comes it can come from a person but when the word comes what does it call Jesus says tribulation comes for sake of the word so Jesus is saying except you go through the trouble the waters of trouble caused by the word of God and have a personal encounter with the Christ of that word you cannot enter the kingdom of God now let's turn to Acts chapter 16 I believe Sorry, Acts chapter 14. Okay. Acts chapter 14, verse 22. Okay, so take from verse 21. And when they had preached the gospel to that city and had taught many, they returned again to Lystra and to Iconium and Antioch, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith and that we must through what? Much tribulation, Much tribulation enter. Amen. So, being born again is no guarantee that you will enter the kingdom of God. Being born again is a guarantee that you will be saved 
and you will not go to hell if you continue living right with God of course amen but to enter into the kingdom and remember what we said the kingdom is not a place you know in the sky you go the kingdom is a position in God that you walk in and you live in that is not are you with me okay it's a place in God that you live in that is not in the ordinary you can be a Christian you can be born again but you are not walking and heading in to the kingdom do you understand that doesn't mean you're going to hell you are just we might say perambulating huh? just walking to and fro you have a meaningless faith do you understand you don't have any vision you don't have any purpose you don't know why you're a Christian you're, you're born again maybe out of fear you didn't want to go to hell say, oh let me live a good life let me accept Jesus into my life you pay tithes do offering but you're not going anywhere because you don't even know there's anywhere to go to this is the first time you're even hearing that there is such a thing as a kingdom that you need to struggle to enter. It says, except a man is born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter. When Jesus was baptized in water, the Holy Spirit came and took him to where? The wilderness. To be what? Tried and tempted. Is that not so? For 40 days and 40 nights. The children of Israel were in the wilderness for how long? 40 years. Is that not so? 40 is the number of what? Trials and tribulations. So after you're born again, before you can enter the promised land, you must be what? Tried for a spiritual 40 days and a spiritual what? 40 years. Is that not so? So guess what? God said to Abraham, I have promised this land to your seed. And they shall be strangers in a foreign land for how long? Four hundred years. You see that number again? Four hundred. Tribulation. But were the children of Israel in Egypt for four hundred years? No. They were not there for four hundred years. So God was not talking to Abraham about the children of Israel. He was talking to Abraham about the people in Christ. Because the Bible tells us that in Christ, that, that in Isaac shall your seed be named, which is Christ. That he doesn't mean many. The Bible tells us that Levi was the grandson of Isaac. He was the father of Kohath. And Kohath was the father of Moses and Aaron. Well, Moses and Aaron brought the people out of Egypt. Are you saying Levi too was already a grown man when he came into Egypt with his own son Kohath? And Korah gave birth to Moses. That, that was 400 years? Of course not. And again, remember, they were not treated bad from the first day they arrived. The Bible says, There arose later a Pharaoh who knew not what? Joseph. And he persecuted them. And then they cried to God, and God delivered them. The children of Israel in the Bible are just a shadow of the real thing. They're just a shadow of the real McCoy. They're just a shadow of the real people. You. But if you don't understand this, your faith is just going left and right, up and down. You're going nowhere. You're looking forward to dying and going to heaven. And if that's the purpose, and you really have, think about it. If going to heaven is the purpose for my faith, then why am I in church? Why do I preach the gospel? Why do I do anything? After all, I'm going to heaven. You know there's something more, but you don't know what it is. And you refuse to come to those 
who God has given the revelation to teach you the way. Huh? Is that not so? You don't want to come to those who, because that's how God operates. When God wants to take you to another dimension, He will raise up men and women who He will send to you to take you to the next dimension. Let me show you from the book. Let's go back to the book of John. This time chapter 4, verse 1 to 4. When therefore the Lord knew the Pharisees had heard what? Okay, let me translate it. When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and what? Baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself baptized not but his disciples. He left today and departed unto Galilee and he must needs go through Samaria. There's a whole scripture in these three verses. And these three verses alone, with this alone, you don't need the rest of the Bible. You, this is it. This is it. Why? Because the Bible says, when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus, but notice it says, the Lord knew. That means there's somebody that is guiding Jesus. When the Lord knew, that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus did. The Lord knew Jesus. You see that? That's why Jesus said, It's the Father in me that doeth the works. Now, why does the Bible want to insist that you understand that Jesus did not baptize anyone? Notice the Bible actually put it in quotation, right? Or is that parenthesis? <laughs> Alright. So, okay, parenthesis, forgive me. It says, Though Jesus himself baptized not, because this is a very important doctrinal statement. Jesus could not baptize anybody. That was not his job. His job was to baptize us with the Spirit. You don't need to turn there, but in the book of Acts, it tells you, this same Jesus whom you crucified as God made both Lord and Christ, he has ascended up into heaven and he has shed forth this. Amen. So he baptized us with the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the one who baptizes us with the Holy Spirit. But men baptize men in, into water. But we said water is what? The Word. Amen. So you must begin by receiving the Word from a man. Well, the Apostle Paul, how did he receive the Word? Does anybody remember? Okay. He received the Word from a man called Stephen. The Apostle Paul, everybody thinks Paul received the Word when Jesus appeared to him under the law. Of, no, no, no. Because the Bible tells us there was a young man called Paul, Saul, holding their jackets. And Stephen was preaching the gospel. And the Bible says that his face shone like an angel. And he brought the word down. And Paul, sorry, he was called Saul then, Saul heard the word. He heard the word. They heard the word. And that word convicted him. And the appointed time, the word came alive yeah. and said, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute? And people laugh and they say, what a stupid man Saul was. But to this day, they persecute the word of God that they hear. They hear the word maybe online. They hear the word maybe personally. But they do nothing. They don't change anything. They make no attempt to make any changes. But don't worry. Very soon, you will have your own confrontation. And you'll be hit with a ton of bricks. And Paul became so blind, they had to lead him around. It's coming. Don't worry. Wait for it. Wait for it. All right. So now we begin to understand the fundamentals of what it means to be a Christian. Someone must bring the words. Now, after you are a Christian, 
and you're born again and you're following God you get to a certain point where all of a sudden what you've been eating is so small for you okay you, you don't feel like drinking milk anymore the book of first Peter I think it's um first Peter chapter 2 verse 1 and 2 says as as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby so now you're born again you start drinking the milk you get to a point suddenly you don't want milk anymore you want yogurt yeah you want yogurt you want something you know a bit stronger right you want something a bit stronger now as you begin to drink yogurt suddenly milk is different but it takes a different kind of cook or chef to prepare yogurt than milk it takes a different kind he has to know what he's doing he has to know how to pasteurize it what temperature should be kept in and all that that person is called an apostle after some time you get you know tired of yogurt you want something even stronger then you want porridge porridge is a bit stronger okay uh, like quicker oats or something right it's something a bit stronger and god sends someone else into your life and that person now begins to present porridge to you quicker oats something a bit stronger than yogurt or much stronger than milk amen that person is called an apostle paul said if i'm an apostle if i'm not an apostle to anyone i'm an apostle to you <laughs> amen because i brought you a new dimension of the word of god and at a point in time god will send another person who will bring what strong meat or bone huh? so you can chew on it these are the stages now you have been drinking milk for five years ten years fifteen years and it doesn't do anything for you anymore there's nothing wrong with you you need to move on now you need to go to where there's yogurt you need to go to where there's uh, a quaker oat or porridge or you need to go to where there's strong meat or strong bone to <laughs> chew on ever seen those uh, animals you know you know they just they just chew they just chew and they they crack you know and those are the toughest guys in the jungle have you ever gone there to see a lion eating grass no when you see the lion all he's doing just chewing on some bones man just but when you go you see the gazelle yeah. they just eat all this tiny grass and leaves and so on berry do you understand listen that's the growth process the word that god has given us to our generation at this hour and at this time is to give the baby's milk and to give those who are mature strong meat but whatever you are wherever you are you must go through that tribulation you must go through that hardship must go through that tough time i see people every day i hear them they will say you know because i i used to be like a financial advisor i hear people say you know i only have four hundred thousand dollars in my 401k i'm 55 years old i don't really know how much time i have and I'll look at these people and say, do you know you could wake up tomorrow, have a heart attack and die? Why are you worried about 20 years from now, 10 years from now? Huh? What? You don't worry yourself about tomorrow. Your only concern right now is whether you are at peace with God and as much as you possibly can at peace with other men. That's your concern. As for tomorrow, if you are walking in the kingdom today, tomorrow will take care of itself. So what we want to do is want to bring ourselves to a place where we know that today we are at peace with God. I just wanted, you know, 
to lay down that you know basic foundation of the teachings so that as we go back into the book of the revelation that we understand that the what what we call what we call the gospel is in two dimensions it actually is in three dimensions let me explain that to you let me explain that we said when we started that the gospel is a person is that not so that the gospel is Christ. Paul says, I do not consider myself yet to have apprehended, but forgetting those things that are behind, I press on towards the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ. He says, if perchance I might win what? Right, Christ. I might win Christ and attain unto the resurrection of the dead. But notice him that I might win Christ. So Christ is the trophy. The trophy is Christ. But what does that mean? What does it mean to win Christ? If Paul was writing there that his goal was to win Christ. And you say you're a Christian. And you cannot tell me what it means to win Christ. Don't you think there's a problem? Paul, the apostle, says he is striving to win Christ. In another place he said he is striving to attain the Ek anastasis, right? The word anastasis in the Bible means resurrection. But this is the only place that I can recall, and I believe it's the only place, that Paul uses the Greek term ek anastasis and not just anastasis. Ek means out. That's why we say ex this or ex that. The outer resurrection. So he, Jesus says, who's the resurrection? Who did Jesus say is the resurrection? The resurrection is a person. Huh? So who think the resurrection is an event? No, the resurrection is a person. So when Paul says that he wants to attain to the resurrection, what is he talking about? He wants to attain to Christ. So the gospel that we preach is this, that if you believe what we say about Christ, and if you walk in what we teach about Christ, that you will attain to the Ek Anastasia. That's one thing. Now, what's the other thing we say? We say, if you do not believe what we teach about Christ, if you not believe what we teach about the gospel, you will not attain to the Ek Anastasis. You will not attain to the resurrection. And people take offense. That's fine. That's fine. Because I am saying that because that's the word God has given us to say. I take no pleasure in it. I'm doing my best to attain unto it. Huh? Paul says, I put my body under. Lest after having preached to others, I myself become what? A castaway. So what I'm preaching to you is what I'm preaching to myself. That if we do not obey this gospel, if we do not come out of all these religious denominations, <laughs> you are not going to make it into the kingdom of God. Did I say you're going to go to hell? Absolutely not. The Bible said, For God sent his son not into the world to condemn it, but that the world through him might be saved. So once you are born again, you get the free gift of salvation. But then, that is the gospel of salvation. That is not the gospel of the kingdom. The gospel of the kingdom is the everlasting gospel. Yeah. Amen. Everybody know the Bible talks about something called the everlasting gospel. Who knows that the gospel of salvation is not an everlasting gospel? It cannot be. Huh? It has to come to an end at some time. God says, okay, time's up, guys. Okay, I gave you all time. I gave you the word. I gave you an opportunity. And you re rejected it. Time for judgment. Okay, you know, let, let, let's, let's do something. Let's do something, please. Let's go to the book of Matthew. Let's go to the book of Matthew. I, I just feel like, you know, we shouldn't go into the revelation today. I think, you know, let's let's just there's an anointing to to teach some basics. Let's go, let's turn to Isaiah chapter sixty one, verse one. 
Isaiah chapter 61 verse 1 Okay verse 1 and 2 This is where Jesus was reading from Because the Bible says The book of Isaiah was given to him Amen And he read from here And this is what Isaiah said The spirit of the Lord God is upon me Because the Lord has anointed me To preach good tidings unto the meek He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, To proclaim liberty to the captives And the opening of prison to them that are bound To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord And the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that more. Did Jesus say anything about vengeance when he read here? Let's go back to it. Luke chapter 4 verse 19. Do you notice in verse 19 Jesus puts a period full stop. But if you look at Isaiah 61. There isn't a period there. There is a comment after the day of our Lord. Why did Jesus stop there? You see that? <laughs> because he said. I did not come to condemn the world. But that through me the world might be saved. But in his second coming, he is coming with what? Vengeance. To take vengeance upon those of us who have walked in disobedience to him. Who have been more afraid of men than of God. I don't care who you are. Call yourself Christian, call yourself born again, speaking tongues, dance, whatever. If you fear men more than God, if you're more willing to preach those things that are pleasing to the world, he is coming for you. There's no escaping. No escaping. He is coming for you. Okay? <laughs> He's coming. See how Jesus read the scriptures? He got to where there was a comma, but he put a period there because he was walking by revelation. He knew what his purpose was at this time to bring the gospel of salvation for now. But there is something we call the everlasting gospel. This is the gospel of the kingdom of God. This gospel didn't start 2,000 years ago. The everlasting gospel has been from the foundation of the world. And it is this message that after you're born again, you need to begin to hear. So, when you first came to church, I remember when I first became a Christian. I went to church and I was sitting at the back and the preacher was preaching. And they said, if you're here, you know you haven't given your life to Jesus, want to give your life to Jesus. Okay. Well, that day, I became a born again Christian. I gave my life to Jesus. Now, the next Sunday when I went to church, guess what? They also asked people, if you want to give your life to Christ, and new people came, gave their life to Christ. And every time I went, they were always preaching, you must be born again. But after some time, there was nothing for me. <laughs> Amen. There was nothing for me. Because the gospel is, you need to be born again. You need to come away from your sins. You need to stop doing this. I stopped doing this. I stopped doing that. I don't do this, I don't do that, I'm born again now. So what is the gospel for somebody like myself? The gospel of the kingdom. Now, but you have to find the gospel of the kingdom. As for the gospel of salvation, you go anywhere you find it. Why? Because God is looking for people left and right to save. But after you get the gospel of salvation, God expects you to look for him. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say here. To be saved, God has to find you. To enter the kingdom, you need to find God. He said, seek and you shall find. He wasn't talking to the unbeliever. As an unbeliever, we didn't seek God. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, we don't seek God. We don't even have it in our nature to seek God. But after you are born again, after you become a Christian, he says, seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto. Well, people read that and they always think of money. Yeah? But God is more, he's talking about, Jesus is talking about something eternal. So let's turn to the book of Revelation now. I think I've said the foundation enough for us. Let's turn to the book of Revelation. Revelation chapter 1. 
from verse 10. This is the Apostle John. He's in the island of Patmos as a prisoner, according to tradition, and he gets this revelation, and Jesus appears. Verse 10, and on it goes. John says, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. And please, the Lord's day is not Sunday. Okay? Lord's Day is not Saturday. Lord's Day is not Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. The Lord's Day he's talking about here is a realm in the spirit. The Bible says the day of the Lord shall what? Come as a what? Thief in the night. So it's not Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday. No, 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 let's, let's grow up now. Huh? We, we've, we've left milk. We've left yogurts. By the grace of God, you know, we'll eat some something stronger. Verse 10 again. He says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's Day. And I heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet, saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. And what thou seest, write in a book, and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia. Unto Ephesus, and unto Mary, and unto Pergamon, and unto Asher, and unto Sardis, and unto Philadelphia, and unto Leo. Oh, by the way, this, at this point, I think I need to plug in for what God calls Asia. Europe, as far as the Bible is concerned, is Asia. All these places you see here were in Europe. Okay? Alright. I just want to put that plug in. Europe is Asia. There is no continent called Europe. Okay? It's Asia. Alright. Okay. Verse 12. And I turned to see the voice that spake with me. And being turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. There were no candles in those days. Not candlesticks. Yeah? They used oil and lamps. There were seven golden lampstands. And in the midst of the seven lampstands, one, like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot and girt about the paps with a golden girdle. His head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire, and his feet like unto fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. Write the things which thou hast seen, and the things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. The mystery of the seven stars which thou sawest in my right hand and the seven golden lampstands the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches and the seven lampstands which thou sawest are the seven churches now what angels are these are these spirit beings up in the heaven no spirit beings up in the heavens cannot repent amen these are men that God has stationed in particular places. And he has sent this messenger, John, this apostle John, to write to them the things that will read going forward. And he talks, and he says, to the angel of the church in Maryland, speak. To the angel in the church in Washington, D.C., speak. To the angel in the church in Lagos, Nigeria, speak. To the angel of the church, he's writing to men. And he's talking to them and he says, I have this against you. That you permit that woman, Jezebel, to teach things in my church that I do not permit. He's huh? not talking to an angel. He's not talking to a spirit being. He's huh? talking to the man who he has put there, irresponsible for the work. Now, Jezebel, we know Jezebel died in the Old Testament. So he's not talking about a physical person in the church. Huh? When he said, you permit that woman, Jezebel, to teach things. 
No, what he's saying is that when we come together in the church, there are spirits that want to speak through us. Amen. When you stand here and open your mouth to speak, there are powers that want to take control of your being and minister to the church and minister to the body. That is why you need to have absolute control of yourself at all times. Because they are here right now trying to take control of our meeting. Where somebody is watching us right now online, listening to us, their spirits trying to distract them. Children are knocking at the door. Mommy, I'm hungry. We're dealing with spirits. So what you read here, he says, verse chapter 2, verse 1. Let's go on. Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus, write, This thing said he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. I know thy works, and thy labor, and thy, go ahead, verse 2, and thy patience, and how thou canst not bear them which are evil, and thou hast tried them, which say they are what? Apostles, and are not. And hast found them liars, and has borne, and has patience, and for my name's sake hath labored, and has not what? Fainted. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Amen. You see, actually, this could be talking to somebody just like myself, because the truth is, for many, many years, you know, I put the gospel second to my business, but no more. No more. <laughs> my business now comes a far second. The gospel comes numero uno, number one. Because that's my first love. I can preach about Jesus Christ from now till next week if God allows me to not die of hunger. Huh? Non-stop. And it will not be the same thing. It will just flow. It will just flow. Because I love God. I love His Word. I, I'm not perfect. So you might say, my love for God is not perfect. Because if you love God perfectly, you will never disobey God. Verse 5 says, Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen, and what? Repent. You think God can tell an angel to repent? Angels can't repent. You think the devil thinks he's doing something bad? Read your Bible. Read your Bible. The devil don't think he's doing anything bad. The Bible says Adam and Eve sinned against God and when God showed up, they went to hide. Is that not so? But the book of Job tells us there was a day that the sons of God presented themselves to God and Satan came with them. You know, that guy is supposed to be running away from God. No, he doesn't know that. He just does his own. In fact, there was one king that was so wicked called King Ahab. His wife was Jezebel. God tried his best to save that guy. I, that, that was where I knew that even in the Old Testament, God is love. If you see God's dealing with Ahab, then you know God is love. And the Bible says, God said, I've, I've, I've had it with this guy. We, I just I need to get this guy out of the way. Who will go and destroy him? And the Bible there's nobody called Nicolaus. There's no country called Nicolaus. The word Nico means tongue. Laity means the people. The conqueror of the people. You hate people who want to dominate the bread in the church. You cannot stand it. You cannot stand it. But the people want to be conquered. They love being conquered. They love being oppressed. Huh? They want to have a Moses. Let them do their own business, live their own life, and let the pastor come. Huh? And then he, in fact, like I said to us the last time, nowadays some of the pastors even ask you to bring your tax return so they know how much you make. So, the sum of what we're saying is this, that in verse 7, it says, He that overcometh, I will give, will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Overcome what? So, wait, okay, Jesus, I, excuse me, sir, I have a question. Uh, may I speak, sir? Oh, yes, go ahead, Michael, speak. Um... I'm born again, right? Yes, you are. Now, you said to he that overcomes will give to eat of the fruit that is in the paradise of God? 
Yes, yes, I said so. Uh, but I'm born again. Won't I eat it? He said, did you, then he goes, did you overcome? Uh, overcome what? Oh, nobody ever told you you had to overcome something before you could eat of this tree of life? No, my pastor never said anything. He told me I should be born again, and I was born again. He told me to pay my tithes, and I paid my tithes. He told me to give off, and I gave off. In fact, he told me not to miss church on Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. I never did. So, you never overcame? Jesus, I've never even heard of anything called overcoming. But didn't you attend the church called the Overcomers Church? They, they even have churches called Overcomers. Yeah. I tell you, brethren, if one person overcomes today, Jesus will appear right now. Jesus is just waiting for one person to overcome. You hear me? Amen. He's just waiting for one person to overcome. Say, to he that overcome. And so, your life is about, your Christian life is about struggling to overcome. So that when Jesus does show up, he will find you struggling to overcome and he will finish the job for you. Yeah. Amen. That's why he said, I'm the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the ending. So your job is to be the in the middle. The struggler. If he comes and you are not struggling, well, that's what he will finish for you. A no-struggle Christian life. But you want to know something? David said, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than spread my life somewhere else. So at least you're born again. Is that not so? Remember that mother came to Jesus and said, Master, in your kingdom, cause my two sons to sit one by your right and the other by your left over next to you. And Jesus looked at the sons and said, are you able to drink of my cup? And they said, oh yes, yes, yes. What does he mean drink of my cup? The cup of tribulation. Are you able to go through what I have purposed for the overcomers? And those two guys, brothers, ah, of course, of course, of course. And you know what he said? He said, you will, you will, you will. But even then, it's my father who will decide who will sit by me. And the Bible says, And I saw them, and they sat with who? The Lamb. These are they who had come out of great what? Tribulation. And they loved not their life even to death. What is your life? What is your life? You think your life is, you know, they were going to kill you? No, 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 no. That's part of it. But your life is food to eat, a place to sleep, clothes to wear, basic thing. That you have your rights. That you're entitled to. Even Jesus said, it's your right to have a place to sleep and clothes to wear. Or sorry, food to eat and clothes to wear. And even that now the devil want to take from you. And you have to stay the course. You have to stay the course. Loving not your life, even unto death. Amen. So I solicit your prayers. I solicit your support. Okay, I want to thank you for your time. For those of you who have been faithful, you know, supporting this work. For being involved, sharing these videos. Okay? Don't be... Don't, don't don't get weary. Don't be weary. Don't get tired. Your strength is supposed to come brighter and brighter every day. Okay? Keep pressing on. Share these videos with your family and friends. Start watch parties on Facebook. Go over this video so your friends and family can discuss it. Okay? And continue to write us. Write me through Facebook. Write me through you know, the, the comment section here on YouTube. Okay? So I want to encourage you. Thank you so much for the way you've been supporting us. Thanks so much for all that you've been doing. We really appreciate it. 
Remember what I said, if you want to continue listening to us, you have audio, you can always go, okay, to our website. You can see the online radio channels that you can get us through. Like I mentioned um, Apple's iTunes, I met Apple iTunes, I mentioned um, Spotify, and I think Google. You can also, you know, there are other platforms also through which you can hear us through audio, okay? I want to encourage you to subscribe to our channel and to, you know, hit the like buttons. Hit the like buttons. I can't say that enough. Every time you want these videos through YouTube, hit the like buttons. Now, if you're watching through Facebook or you're watching through some other video like WhatsApp, it's not going to show here, so we won't be able to see your like. But if you're watching through YouTube, I want to encourage you. Or Facebook, wherever it is, I want to encourage you. Hit that like button. Okay? Hit that like button. It matters to us. Okay? Thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for everything that you've been doing, you know, by watching our videos. Okay? But in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be on the road. But wherever I am, I'm going to be broadcasting from there. So the broadcast is still going to keep going. Okay? So thank you so much, everybody. God bless you. See you soon.